Well, this is it. Here we go with another great edition of Inside EMS, the internationally recognized Inside EMS, by the way. I'm your host, Chris Sabalero, flying solo today as Kelly Grayson is on special assignment, stamping out disease and pestilence, handling snowmageddon down there in world-famous Louisiana. What's interesting is he only got one inch of snow, but make no mistakes, I am sure that snow includes the right amount of Cajun spices. But today I am excited. This is my excited face. If you can see me, that I have a co-host sitting in the chair to my right is my Italian friend, my New York Italian friend, Gina Carbino. She is the clinical education manager from Champaign Valley Physicians Hospital, way up there in northern New York where they speak French. Gina, I want to thank you for joining me on the show. Bonjour. How about, is that your French? Is that where That's we're going? That's my French. It's I appre- we do all we do all speak a little French. <laughs> that, that is awesome to hear. But uh, you know, I appreciate you on last minute coming in and deciding to sit in the co-host chair with me and uh, you know, kind of help this week's uh, guide this week's show. But I thought one of the great things that you know, having you on, uh, you and I had a discussion just recently that uh, you're, an, I mean, you've, you're a nurse manager. I mean, you've been a nurse manager. You, you you've been doing your nursing gig for a long time, and you decided, uh, hey, I'm going to become a paramedic. So I think this is really going to be poignant to today's show, but maybe just give a little bit of listeners. I mean, everybody's in EMS is trying to become nurses. What do you want to be a paramedic for? Oh, I'm a crazy girl. But honestly, I have had, I've always been interested in EMS and I've worked alongside EMS professionals my entire career. And I think that learning exactly what you do is just going to grow both of our professions. As an educator in the nursing realm, having a good foundation of what EMS does is going to make me a more well-rounded, better nurse and better clinician. And I think that one of the things that you do well is you're, you're not just a nurse educator, but you do a lot of education with the people that are around. I, I just saw you were doing some videos uh, recently with paramedics as well. So when you think about this from your nursing standpoint, um, again, a lot of people are moving from the EMS to the nursing side. And I think that that's what's going to be the great discussion today. So why don't you go ahead and just set this up for the listeners and then introduce our co-guests as well. Yeah, so we're going to be talking to two of my favorite ladies, Carol Mayette. She is an advanced EMT critical care tech, and Christy Trim, who is an EMT. These lucky ladies both just graduated nursing school and have joined me in a year-long emergency nurse residency program. So we will be talking to them today about their transition from the EMS world into nursing. And that is really awesome. And and uh, I am excited, Carol and Christy, thank you for joining us. But Carol, I think I want to ask you the first question. So when we think about this, you know, everybody in EMS, you've got that EMS experience, right? And, and you're sitting there saying, what's next? And where do I go? And they always, uh, you know, the big debate is, is EMS a career field or a stepping stone? Well, we've got to be able to take care of the people who want to make it a career, but also who are going to advance into nursing or, or f- becoming physicians or whatever. So I think for you, just the discussion of people say they want to do it, but they don't really do it sometimes. How'd you make this transition? What was that like for you? So the thing is from, from EMS to nursing, I honestly never wanted to be an EMT until I started in the fire service as a firefighter. And then once I was more around EMS, I thought about it. I'm like, this is the area that needs most help. 
everybody wants to be the gung-ho firefighter that runs into burning buildings, blah, blah, blah. But then you get on a scene of a car accident. And yes, I've got this patient that's like super duper uh, not okay. I want to be that neck. I want to do that next step. I want to be in the back of the ambulance. I want to be in there and I want to deep dive in and help them out and like fix stuff. And then you get to the hospital and you tell them exactly what you did in like a 30 second period, but you've been with that patient for maybe an hour. Um, So I did basic EMT for about six years. And then I thought to myself, like, I feel like I'm a strong basic. What do I do next? So then I got my critical care, which in our area, we have paramedics. And then well, for a long time, we had critical care techs, which they just stopped um, teaching that class. So I was a critical care tech for three years. And then after I kind of got finally got comfortable in my role as a critical care tech, I was like, okay, what's next? So how do I... You know, aside from being a paramedic, because in our area at that time, when I made the decision to go to nursing school, there wasn't a whole lot of choices for paramedic class. So I said, I'm going to go to nursing school. I that's the next level. Like I feel like in my career path, I want to keep leveling up, leveling up, leveling up. And yeah, there's always that question of like pay, because there are some EMTs that, you know, are just really, really smart and will always like try to strive for more education and more learning. But there should be an incentive for that, I think, because I was always one of those people that like, I want to learn more so that I can provide for my community more. But there, you're still like seeing areas where it's like $14 an hour or $15 an hour. So for what you're getting for an education and what you're putting yourself through, nursing school is kind of a no brainer to me at that time. It was like, all right, I need, just need to do this for myself, for my community and uh, my family. Christy, I have a twofold question. First of all, how long have you been um, an EMT? And then after that answer, what surprised you about nursing? So you, you did your EMT gig for a while. You had these perceptions about nursing. Now you are a nurse. What surprises you? So I've been an EMT for six years now. Um, what surprised me about nursing was um, the autonomy, because I was kind of worried about that um, coming from EMS, you know, in the back of the rig, just me and my partner and me deciding what I'm going to do for the patient, like figuring out what's wrong with them. And then what am I going to do? And I was worried about, you know, having to go and like, take orders and whatever. And I was worried that, you know, I was going to, um, coming from EMS, do something that I wasn't supposed to. So that was like freaking me out. Like, you know, I can give meds on the ambulance without a doctor's order. Like I have protocols that I go by. So I could just do that if I decide that they need that. Whereas a nurse, that's not the case. Like it's completely different. So learning that even though I was worried about that, I see the autonomy that we do have just like following our protocols and things that we have similar protocols and stuff to follow. So, you know, that was like a pleasant surprise to me, I guess. So really, I think that that is very surprising to um, when you transition into nursing, you think like, oh, well, the doctor's always right there or you have a team right there. But honestly, in the emergency or in emergency nursing, it's you and a crashing patient. And there are a lot of things that you need to do and critically think and act immediately and have that autonomy. So that's a, that's a very good point that it is very similar to being alone in the back of the rig, being alone in a crashing patient in the emergency department. 
You know, so one of the things that I want to be able to touch on now is, you know, from your side, Carol, you know, you talk about your expertise in EMS. And now as you start to transition into the study of nursing, I mean, how did it help? I mean, was it different? I mean, you know, Christy really kind of brought up and hit the nail on the head to say, I have all this autonomy, but now that as a, as a nurse, I've got to follow this different practice, right? But now as you start to think about this education and this transition, how easy was it for you or, or how hard was it? I feel like it's after, so transitioning from EMS to nursing and that whole idea of like, I know what I would do in the back of the ambulance in this instance And it's kind of like we have a whole different toolbox to pull from. And now, especially in the ER, I think my biggest barrier is people see me as like this new young nurse, but I have this idea of like, what's wrong with this patient? And I already know like what would have happened, like what happened to them and like potentially like, okay, this person uh, was in a head on uh, collision with uh, uh, X amount of size vehicle and X amount of speed. So we know what kind of injuries they might have. And I know what to look for and whatnot, but then you don't know what the person next to you is thinking. So are they thinking like, do they know that I know that sort of thing, I guess is the thing. As far as working in the emergency department, you have a lot of older nurses that are like, okay, this is a young buck in here and uh, I need to explain everything to them. And you're like, no, I'm already doing it. It's fine. (laughs) And that's the beauty of being an EMT. I think is like, we, we are, we're used to being, in the, in the trench, we're used to fixing people with duct tape, so to speak, but not really duct tape. But I mean, like, well, sometimes actually. There, there has been duct tape used on EMS ambulances, I will tell you that. Headlocks that fit. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that was, that's still kind of hard for me. Like, people will, will look at you and be like, okay, so you have to do this. And I'm like, I, I know. So let's go do it. <laughs> This is exactly what I would do in the back of the ambulance. And then the same thing that Christy was saying, like, it's still kind of hard because you think, like, I know what protocols I would follow in the back of the ambulance. But then in the ER, it's like, okay, there's so there is actually so many more things that you can do. So many more things. Like, you now have this patient that is uh, was in a head-on collision and is potentially needing to be intubated or say it was already intubated in the field. In the ER, we can put a temp foley in them. We can... Um, manage their temperature way better. We can, we have better ways of rapidly infusing them than, than the, just the pressure bag that we have in the back of the ambulance. So we have, have all these other resources and it's kind of cool. Like we've upgraded from this tiny toolbox in the back of this uh, moving office to this whole unit and team of people that have s- an abundance of knowledge in different areas. So it's, it's kind of a cool transition, I guess. That sounds really cool. So, Christine, as I transition from nursing to um, EMS, I want to know what what are, what are the what are the cool things about EMS? What do you miss? I miss just going into something and not knowing what you're going into, and being like, you know, you'll get the call and dispatch will tell you something, and then you quickly learn as you're on the rig that what they tell you isn't always what you come up to, because somebody could call and say oh, you know, I'm having a lot of stomach pain. That's what they tell dispatch. And then you get to, you get there and they're unconscious and not breathing. Like, so there was a lot of that um, to get used to. It's exciting. It really helps you critically think. So that's really made me strong in that aspect. And it really helps in the ER. I just loved um, having the 
like your one partner and having that relationship and like trusting each other and you know knowing how the other person works like you know Carol and I worked together a lot so we you know we had that I like I knew how she liked to do things she knew how like what I was gonna do already so she didn't have to worry about that so that's really nice and just seeing all the different um different things that can happen you're first on a car accident you know you're not in the hospital waiting for it to come in like you pull up and you see what happened how bad it is you know all this stuff and then you get to like immediately go help these people so I really I really love that and I think you would too yeah I think that it highlights all of the fun stuff about emergency nursing right like the, the stuff that makes us want to be emergency nurses that's the life of EMS and I do love the point of having that partner and being having that intimacy with somebody where you you know that person and it's like you know when you you work with your good group when the A group is working and you go in that room and you have this sick patient you don't even need to talk to that person you guys are just you have this flow and you know exactly your intention anticipating each other's moves. That's really exciting. The other part of that is being able to grow each other when you have a partner learning and pinging off each other's strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, those are those are great qualities. Carol and I had um, another crew that we would end up working with a lot. And for some reason, we ended up having codes quite a bit. And we like ran it like so smoothly so calmly. It was just great. We worked so well together to the point where like, we had um some of the state troopers saying like you know they had a new training person with them and they were like oh this isn't always this calm this doesn't always go this well it depends on which crew you know you show up to so I just thought that was really cool yeah when do you find the right partner I mean it's like hitting the lottery isn't it I mean I've had a couple great partners that were really able to anticipate the things that we wanted to do you know and the Jeff Ellison and and Sarah Sammy Chase and Razor Nicks, Jamie Nicks. We call them Razor. He said, why do you call me Razor? I said, well, it's because you're really sharp. But really, he forgets. <laughs> he forgot to shave every day, so he got the nickname Razor. But, you know, I, I think that when we start to think about now our transition, you know, and, and Christy and Carol, it's really great how you're kind of bringing this, you know, transition and kind of keeping one foot in the in each area, right? You know, from EMS and now, you know, in the emergency department. And Carol, I guess I just want to ask you the question. Why emergency management? Why not ICU? Why not, you know, the step-down units? Why not? I mean, so it was really your expertise in EMS, did it make just a natural transition to say, I got to be an ER nurse? Yeah, I kind of, I, I was always wondering, like, what should I do out of school? And the thing is, is like, you're afraid to make that too big of a jump thing. But Gina pushed me, honestly, to do the ER residency thing. And it's perfect. It was a perfect fit because I'm not leaving EMS. I will never leave EMS. I love it. I love everything about it. <laughs> and um, especially being the captain now, I love that. I, I love my people. <laughs> and I like the pushing the training and the education and the growing and all of that. And then it kind of brings in a camaraderie. Like, so the thing is too, is like, we still remember these partners that we had and these these teammates that we had. And we see them coming through the door and we're like, I know what they're thinking. They're hoping that they get a good nurse that's going to listen to what they're going to say. And they're going to listen to um, what they had to deal with for the last like 20 minutes to 30 minutes with that patient or however long their trip was or however long 
they were in that person's house. Like sometimes it takes people like I have been in a house for over an hour trying to extricate somebody from not even a difficult situation is just literally getting them through the stuff that's in their house. So they're looking for somebody that understands that. So if we can spread that understanding amongst the ER, I think that's a huge step. Like just giving them that 30 seconds to give report and giving them your full undivided attention. And, and trusting that what they did in the back of the ambulance was in the patient's best interest and not like, you know, brushing them under the rug or just being like, okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Cause that's not okay. That's not how to treat your pre hospital folks. So I Amen. Preach sister preach. Yeah. So we have these folks that are listening to this podcast today that are on the fence. They've been thinking about going to nursing school, but all oh, the time, the money, oh, I'm going to have to work and go to school Tell me, I want to know, how did you manage work and school? Because that's a reality for most of us folks. If we're going back to school, we're going to have to work. How did you manage that? And um, what advice do you have for them? So, yeah, it's definitely a lot of work. Very time consuming. It's like a full-time job on its own. Um, I think it's super important that you have, like, you know, um, a supportive family, supportive spouse, whatever, um, to help you along with that. To, to understand why you're so busy all the time, why you're gone all the time. Um, I did make the decision to wait until my daughter was older to go just so, you know, still stinks that I'm like, that I was gone all the time or that I was busy studying, but she understood. And she was like, I, you know, I'd apologize and be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so busy all the time. And she'd be like, you know, it's okay. I miss you, but I'm proud of you. You know, like, cool. and she'd say that stuff and I'd just be like, Oh my God. So um, I'm proud of you too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but you know, it, it is a lot of work, but it's so worth it. And I learned way more than I thought I ever would. And it gave me um, a new perspective on, um, for instance, like mental health patients, you know, in EMS, we see them um, in their crisis, in their time of crisis. And then we got to learn all about how they get to that point And how they're in the situations that they're in because it was, you know, it's very easy to see them and just be like, Oh, you know, like, you know, going to get this person or whatever. But now I get to fully understand like why they are the way, you know, why they're acting out the way they are just all that stuff. And it's just like, it's like a light bulb. Like, Oh, I see these people now. And I'm like, okay, this is what's happening. And this is why it's happening. And I don't know, just so many things. I learned so much and I would suggest, anybody that's interested in going just do it because you will be so happy that you did it at the end I'm so happy that I did it and so happy that I got the residency like this is just amazing to me I'm just so so happy I'm happy you're here for sure and I this isn't my first my first go at a residency program in fact I've done several of them but this is my first time having nurse residents that have that EMS background and you you both of you Carol and Christy you blow me away every day I feel like I am learning just as much from you as you are learning from me and it is just such a good setup. You you came with being able to, you already have had your hands on patients. You have already had to critically think alone in the back of a rig with a crashing patient. You already know what sick looks like and how to fix that sick. The toolkit that you came with just sets you up to be a phenomenal emergency nurse.
You know, and one of the things that I, I'm interested in, Gina, and, and let me go ahead and ask you this question as we get ready to close uh, on this week's show. You know, you're talking about this nurse residency program. And, you know, I think it really, it really kind of feeds, you know, from the EMS standpoint of moving forward into ER and, and your willingness now uh, even to take on the paramedic, uh, you know, the paramedic responsibilities yourself. Tell us a little bit about this nurse residency program. What's it all about? And what are these ladies going to go through over the next year? So New York State is one of those funny states that has a lot of rules and regulations. And one of the rules in, um, in New York State is that you have to be a nurse for a year prior to working in the emergency department as an emergency nurse. So you can't graduate and be an emergency nurse. You have to find a year long residency program in New York state. And so what this program does, there's only a handful in the state. Um, you spend anywhere from 30 to 32 hours on the floor working clinically with a preceptor. And the rest of the time you spend with me, we do didactic portions, theories, pathophys, and that's like, so say we would do cardiac, think of everything cardiac, we talk about cardio, cardiac meds, hemodynamics, and then we go on the unit and we put our hands on the pieces of equipment, the internal pacer, the transcutaneous pacer, you know, rapid infusers, uh, Carol talked about, you know, the toolkits a little bit bigger. So there's a lot of equipment that we need to put our hands on and learn how to use. The other thing we do is we do a ride along with a flight crew, we spend the day with anesthesiologists. So you really get to know somebody's airway, um, a critical care transport before the year, I will have them board certified with a national certification. I mean, what more could you ask for? And they're getting paid to do it. And they're getting paid to do it. Awesome. Well, I got to tell you, ladies, I, I've had a really great time. And I think this was a really important show, right? I mean, one of the things that we really need to think about is what is our career progression going to be? I've made EMS career a career for 30 something years, and I'm excited that I've been here. I don't want to do anything else. As you're mentioning, you know, EMS is in your butt. I did want to play center field for the New York Yankees, but I never <laughs> got that call. So when we think about this from a career field stepping stone, what are your next steps? And ladies and gentlemen, I just want to go ahead and tell you that Carol and Christy really have taken that step. And I wanted them to come here to share their expertise with you in how the transition happened, what they're learning on the way and what their future is going to look like. And Gina really kind of put the, the icing on the cake to say, this is what our program is about. And I got to tell you, it's really setting the standards for others to follow. And I want to thank everyone. I want to thank you, Carol. I want to thank you, Christy, my co-host, Gina. Thank you so much for making this week easy for me to get through and joining us on the Inside EMS podcast. Happy to be here. And for everybody out there, again, this is another week in the books for Kelly Grayson. I'm Chris Sabalero. I want to thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and email us at the show at ems1.com. And I look forward to chatting with everyone again next week.